Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome, everyone, to the Sailing to Success podcast show. This show, it was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I'm the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company that's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So, of course, you can learn more about what we do at ssonlinesupport.com. So I created this podcast to not only motivate and inspire you to achieve more, but to also share some really practical tips and business building strategies that you can use, you know, to be more productive, boost your profits and grow your business. So today I am thrilled to have um, my special guest today on the show because he will definitely help you grow your business through networking. So there's a, a sneak tip there. So Matt Holmes, sorry, Matt Handshake and Holmes. <laughs> is an entrepreneur, speaker, author. Uh, he wrote the book, Handshaking Your Way to Entrepreneurial Success and a world record holder. I'll have to ask him on that one. He is founder of the Handshaking video series featuring top entrepreneurs on networking and personal branding strategies. And after interviewing tons of venture capitalists, members of Congress and billionaires, Matt has been on numerous podcasts sharing tips on strategically making connections and relationship building. So Today, he helps aspiring entrepreneurs implement networking and personal branding strategies. Um, so yeah, so welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks so much. Thanks, Lindsay. Glad to be here. So before I dive in, what's the deal with the world record holder? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, breaking a world record was always on the bucket list. And uh, cool. in late January, I shook hands with one partner for... 43 and a half hours is what we're expecting Guinness to uh, give us the record for. And uh, it was a great experience. It got all of our friends together. Yeah. Um, it was grueling putting the body through that. <laughs> and, uh, I think we were awake a total of 50 hours because, you know, the timers, the timers, we stopped them at 46 hours. Then after we deducted breaks, it was, we broke it by just an hour at 43 and a half hours. And I don't think I'd do it again, but um, I am definitely glad that I did do it. <laughs> you can frost it off your bucket list now. That is crazy. Thanks. That's quite the feat. <laughs> so, um, you know, as I was talking to Matt before, uh, before we hit record, um, and I was just saying I'm going to be at uh, Social Media World in San Diego in April. Um, you know, I've been to other events, but this is kind of like a really big event that I've always wanted to go. So, um so yeah, I was kind of wanting you on the show for that reason. And it's just such a good skill to have. And um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, pick your brain and kind of understand your knowledge about networking. Um, so how exactly does networking and relationship building help grow your business? Sure. So there's, there's two things I think I'll highlight to start with. Um, number one, in, in a world here in 2016, Lindsay, 
where we get more and more notifications, mm -hmm. the value of face-to-face -face relationships is increasing. Yeah. And it also happens to be at a time where we can use these notifications to get in front of key people. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to meet like-minded people today in, you know, a big metro city with, with meetup.com and lots of other resources than it used to be. Um, you know, in, in, in the past when it was a lot harder to connect with these people and there's much fewer places to find them and much fewer events where now just about anyone can throw a conference and uh, get people together. So, so that's, those are really the two things is number one, it's, it's a time where face-to-face -face value is increasing. Yeah. It's a time where you can use, you know, basically the screens that people are looking at to get yourself in front of them. So, sorry, do you mean, I mean, obviously in-person stuff, but do you mean like virtually meeting, like through video? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that, that's right. You know, just like you and I are connecting here on the podcast, we haven't met in person, but we've managed to use the internet to get in front of each other. And um, same thing with just sending someone you look up to a tweet. You can actually do that nowadays. And it's pretty easy to find some, you know, the email of people um, with some tools that are out there, which I'm happy to learn a little bit. Uh, there's just a lot of tools out there to help you get in front of people, whether it's publicly or privately online, and that can start the conversation to then eventually get FaceTime with them. Obviously, the higher caliber of people you know, the higher caliber and uh, possibly net worth at clients that you're pursuing. So networking is incredibly important in, in 2016 for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and, and I find too, it's um, kind of the more in-person events I go to, the more A, addictive they are. Because you just get that vibe when you're in, you know, with people in person in your mastermind group or just connecting live. It's got such a different energy than, you know, hiding behind your computer and connecting that way, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love it. So do you go to a lot of live events in, throughout the year? Yeah, we host um, the Startup Denver Meetup group and another group called Startup String Local. So at least two events per month, I'm hosting them, getting a ton of people, a ton of entrepreneurs and startup folks together. And and then absolutely, there's still several other events that I go to. Um, I Right now, I'm usually going to events with, um, let's see, the last one I was at that I'm remembering was with Kimball Musk, who's co-founder of The Kitchen. Um, you know, he exited PayPal with his brother, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. and, um, and a few others. He's a billionaire. He sits on the board of PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, GE, Chipotle. Wow. And this was an event at University of Denver, which I had access to as an alumni. And we, I, I went there an hour early and just with the goal to get some FaceTime with Kimball. Yeah. And got some with him before and, and afterwards. And, and now we'll be interviewing him awesome. later, later this month. But, um, you know, it's, it's another important thing I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do is they're still, they're not quite sure what their purpose is at networking events. And that's okay. Sometimes you go to networking events to find your purpose. But um, it's always a good idea to set the bar somewhere, um, somewhere humble when you're meeting people. Don't go to a, a business networking event and try to hand your card out to everyone. See if you can just have a conversation with three people and actually get them to ask for your card. Right. Um, a better way to do it is kind of pay attention to the other person before you start talking about yourself. Fair enough. Um, so what do, I guess, what are some of the do's and don'ts? Like what do people do when they're at live events that they shouldn't do? And maybe just like you mentioned the focus there on turning the attention to the other people versus handing out your business card. What are some of the things that are good to do? 
Um, let's see, some, some tips. I wrote a blog post a little while back called Four, Four Tips for Shy People. Yes. Networking. And um, if anyone wants to search that, you can literally just search for, you know, Four Tips Shy People on handshaking.com. But um, some of the, let's see, I think I mentioned that it's really important to just be yourself and be natural. Don't try to do anything that's too uncomfortable. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's assuming you've joined a club or group, which I highly encourage folks to hop on meetup.com. If you're in Denver, come visit us, meetup.com slash Startup Denver. And, um, but otherwise, there's lots of other events. And if there's not one in your city, you might want to consider starting one. Ask a friend who has similar interests. And um, whether you start one with that friend or just go to an event, it's always a good idea to bring a friend. It really increases your comfort yeah, level. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're not talking to someone and you're kind of new at networking, you can always just go and stand up to your friend without feeling like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just being polite, you know, smiling at people, making eye contact and, um, and hopping the conversation if there's an opportunity. So what are some crazy don'ts and people always love the don'ts, right? Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. Crazy oh, don'ts yeah. that people, and sometimes it's logic and you're like, oh my God, why is that person doing that? <laughs> but <laughs> it's out there <laughs> uh, yeah. that you've come across. I think the number one thing you don't want to do at a networking event is come with a huge pile of cards and hand them out to people as soon as you meet them. Right. And a lot of that's changing because it's so much easier to contact people and, and try to help them first. It's really important to have your niche. Um, and anyway, I guess we're talking about in, in person networking. So yeah, yeah, totally. But then, you know, the opposite is also not having business cards to hand out, in my opinion. A lot of my friends being here in the tech startup space are big on apps or just adding people on LinkedIn. But I still think a card has some power to it because even if people are going to throw away your card, they're probably not going to do it immediately in front of you after you hand it to them. <laughs> they wait a few days or maybe they look at it at their office a few times before they try to clear out their clutter or file it wherever they file it. So I, I'm still a fan of having business cards, although I think it is getting more and more popular to um, add people on LinkedIn at, at the networking event. I've started to do a little bit of oh, that. Interesting. I would never have thought of that. And one, one thing I like about adding people on LinkedIn at an event is that as soon as they're in my network, they're going to see my blog post that I yeah. post this week. So it'll automatically remind them, you know, that I'm all about networking and entrepreneurship. Perfect. And, um, so, so yeah, too many business cards are a problem. Zero business cards is not recommended. The only other thing I'd, I'd recommend is following up after the event. You know, you got you to gotta get, you know, one to three cards of people who you think you can help. Yeah. And coincidentally, might also be able to help you. But if you think you can help them, that's a more meaningful, long-term, sustainable strategy to start with. And uh, make sure you shoot them an email after the event. And don't try to get into it too much of the event. The only purpose of a conversation in a networking event is to determine if this is someone you want to have coffee or happy hour with at a later point. It's not to dig into each other's details of their life story at the event. Right. Hopefully that helps some of your listeners. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Now, what would be some, I'm going to ask you two questions, I'm going to back burner one of them, but so when you're, you know, obviously having a conversation, are there any questions that are good to ask or some questions that are not good to ask? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it depends on the actual event. If um, yeah. if any of your listeners are like me, I'm going to a lot of, you know, entrepreneurial technology events. And 
if there's if there's a speaker, sometimes you can ask them, you know, if they if they've seen the speaker talk before, the yeah. you know, question getter at the speaker. If it's more of a generic event, it's always a safe question to be like, "Hey, I'm Matt. Um, what's your name? Um, hey, I'm Joe. What do you do, Joe?" And you just listen to them. You know, if they, if they talk enough, eventually they'll ask what you do. Yeah. And make sure make sure you know what you do in one sentence. I host an online video series interviewing top entrepreneurs on networking. Just really simple. Yeah. Then, you know, hopefully one sentence, one or two sentences max. And uh, make sure you have their attention before you go off rambling. Because if you don't have your attention, you're honestly wasting your time. And you should be talking to someone else who cares more about what you do. Because the people who don't care about what you do aren't the right people to um, grow your business, to help you grow your business. That is true. And at least at events, there's enough going on around you to kind of spur a conversation. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of easier for people to, A, what is it that you do? What is your business? You know, here's what I do. So you're saying, obviously, keep that focus off of that. Yes, yeah, stay focused on them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, unless there's someone who's rambling. Um, you don't want to spend your whole, you know, half your networking event talking to someone who's kind of boring you either. You want to be... <laughs> you want to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, using, using, say, hey, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop at the restroom. Hey, I needed to talk to one other person who's waving at me behind you. Hey, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to grab another drink because um, you just talked to me for 20 minutes. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it is good to have an out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it happens for sure. Um, so you were talking about following up um, after the networking event or, or whatever the conference is. Um, what is your suggestion on because obviously you don't want to dive in. Oh, here's how I can help you with my business. I mean, what is kind of the best approach for a follow-up email? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I think it's, it's a pretty basic template. Um, it's, it's no more than two or three sentences. Hey, okay. Joe, it was great meeting you at the networking event. I really enjoyed what you said about, you know, something in specific that you remember mm -hmm. from your Okay. Um, I thought it would be a good idea, or I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. Um, are you coffee next week? Oh, okay. Just really straightforward. You know, I, I, so I wouldn't recommend, um, talking in details over email because you barely know that person Yeah. for a few minutes, maybe several minutes at most. And, um, now, now at home you have the advantage to check out their website. Um, hopefully they have one and that can, you know, shine a little bit more light if they're a good match to continue a relationship with or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, and then the, the purpose of the email is very simple, too. It's just to schedule the time to actually have a dedicated, you know, 30 minutes or 60 minutes to meet. Just like the networking event is the only goal of the conversation is to make, to either get in contact or, or not worry about it um, and, and hope to see them at the next event. And then the email is just to sit down. And then when you sit down, just let the conversation take it. Yeah. You know, you just want to hear more about their business now that you're not an OAC networking event. So, I mean, if, again, I, the times have changed, obviously, but people used to be so salesy, right? And, and obviously, the focus here is to build the relationship, get to know them versus like hopping on the sales bandwagon. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the goal. I'll pull up a blog right now. One of my members, Dan Tyre, um, who's, uh, who's been a successful entrepreneur in a couple of companies. He was also the number one employee at HubSpot and I think that company's in 900 employees and he has wow. a blog post. I'm going to send you the link so you can in the description but it's it's a blog post about how to 
you know, stop selling and start helping. Yeah, exactly. And how that time is right now. Now, when people are obviously, you know, for you, you've got the meetup um, that's nearby, but it's like for me and a lot of entrepreneurs, right? We work online. So it's like, you know, I live in, I don't know if you knew this, but I live in Canada. Um, and all of my clients are in the States and obviously all the events I go to are in the States, but it's like everyone is, you know, at different ends of the world, so to speak. How do you kind of keep building that relationship when you're not necessarily seeing them again at a future event? It's all virtual. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, phone calls and I think I like to look at media in three ways. I think most people, okay. simple text, there's audio and video, right? Yeah. Each, each one adds another layer of depth to it. And the more you can get to video, um, and especially live video, obviously is, is good. You can just, you can read a little bit more than that first nonverbal communication with audio. It's great right here. You know, you and I can kind of tell each other when you can tell when I'm excited and talking about something <laughs> yep. tell when I'm a little dull with <laughs> blog post. You read people so, better for sure. And, and I think, you know, even, even putting the video in person is still the best. I think the most successful people in this world, care deeply about who they spend their time with in person. Yeah. You know, you, you hear about huge companies with tens of thousands of employees and how they're run like crap. I mean, does the leadership care if they don't even spend time with the entry level positions that have complaints? I mean, the entry level folks that have complaints don't spend with leadership typically. So why would there be a change if, if nothing's happening in person? Yeah relationships you know decisions big world and big business decisions are still made people who trust each other because they have true. real personal relationships although you know to your point like i started to travel quite a bit to meet some of our guests the caliber guests that, that oh, i'm interviewing now is just so high i can't help myself but to fly around and meet them in person one thing i like about a video series versus a podcast is i get to meet my guests in person a little bit yeah after Although the downside is it's a lot to edit, I, I would yes. guess. And, um, and I can't interview as many, I can't line up as many interviews in, as a week as, uh, you know, a podcast host. Can. Yeah, that is, um, I've never had a video meeting with anybody before and I find it, um, kind of daunting even being on Skype sometimes. And I find Australians are like this. They'll always have their video on and I don't, <laughs> but it's like, should we really, break that fear and and do more video meetings i've never really heard of anyone doing them to be honest yeah. i've never really thought about it before yeah i mean i've we haven't lots of folks have asked us to do skype interviews but we haven't even gotten it um our video editors are trained on on really editing a, a video made with two people in person oh yeah yeah i see what you mean not, not on skype but right. that's something to look into in the future you know if if President Obama said he'd be on the video series, but only on Skype. We'd probably have to find a way to make that happen. <laughs> You'd bend the rules for him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but but only but only if that got him more step one step closer to actually doing it in person. One. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your video series. Yeah, I mean, I I just started out 14, 15 months ago, and I just asked my buddies' fiancés 
to sit down with me and talk entrepreneurship and yeah. I balanced an Apple iPod on a chair and click, clicked record and just started talking. Awesome. And it was, it was rough. Um, the audio <laughs> quality was very poor. My video editor had to put in a ton of time um, to make the video. Actually, he, he shortened it and made the, made it about finding your niche. Although we talked about all kinds of different things. Yeah. And as I interviewed more and more people, I started realizing I was asking a lot of questions about relationships and networking. So our messaging has gotten a little better. It's, it's pretty, I, I hope it's pretty straightforward. We interview top entrepreneurs on networking strategies and, awesome. and now we're adding in the personal branding because that is huge for networking now in 2016. Um, yeah. You got to have a foundation and personal brand on point online and that helps you get meeting uh, billionaires and members of Congress and venture capitalists. It just helps. It shows you're serious about what you're doing and you're not afraid to put yourself out there. That's awesome. So what was the, um, and it, like you said to me earlier, it's like, you got to start somewhere, right? And then eventually, you know, you get better at what you're doing and, and you kind of, yeah, you change your message a little bit or tweak things. And, um, just for entrepreneurs out there, like they've known, you know, you said you started your video series, what, 14 months ago, you said? Just about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for people out there that are starting their own video series or podcast, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> So yeah. what is the, what is the, your favorite video that you've done or your interview? Oh gosh. Everyone always asks me. I know. I to pick favorites. So I'll tell you about some <laughs> of my top videos um, okay. very quickly. Um, the, the first billionaire, the first member of Congress. And um, I'm not sure if he was the first venture capitalist we had, um, but Brad Feld is really uh, a Colorado startup thought leader. He's also a venture capitalist. And um, he was the first to really talk about his personal life and how much that overlapped in business. Hmm. It's just being humble, being a human being, yeah. asking when you need help. And um, a lot of it's crazy, humility and confidence. Um, sometimes people see them as, you know, different flip sides of the coin, but have so much in common. Confidence gives you the purpose and direction to get somewhere. Yeah. And humility gives you the ability to ask for help to get there. And it's such a difficult balance. He really shined how important just how important it is in entrepreneurship to just human being and um you know talk about your emotion ask for help when you need it and and that was really powerful because i i didn't when i didn't expect that to be so important to um to entrepreneurial success you know yeah sometimes you think people just blew up blew up sometimes you think you know they they pushed for it just hard and aggressively and confidently yeah. a lot of them are being vulnerable out there so um that was pretty interesting that would be um, cool and it's nice to see people that are because you always think like the stars or billionaires or you know people of authority that they're like for whatever reason we think they're perfect or you know for them to show their vulnerabilities it, it makes us and you know endear ourselves to them a little bit more yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's one thing i've learned people always have a you know, everyone's talking about Donald Trump right now and everyone has their opinions <laughs> on him. Yep. And it's like, come on, no one's actually met him in person. Like he doesn't That's have, true. He, he's let go, like no opinion to share politically, but with what Donald Trump's doing with his personal brand, I think it's at least interesting. Yes. And I don't think many people have done what he's doing before. No. Observing and, and learning from, because it is, it is greatly increasing his influence, whether it's in a positive or negative light. Yeah. From the other candidates who are talking about him more. And that's, there's something powerful about that. And that I'm is true. Um, cause, and I'm also kind of, scared. but, but, um, yeah, just personal brand is, is huge. And, and he lets uh, Donald Trump and other billionaires 
and folks that influencers here in in um in North America put themselves out there so far that they are not able to measure their the impression that you know one of their posts or one of their tweets or videos or talks has on one of the people listening who's you know in New Mexico versus Texas or Canada or the East Coast like it is impossible to measure how you're affecting people but you are trying to affect people with your message to make the world a better place hopefully mm -hmm. and um, you know letting go of that control is is something really hard to do I think most people do it to try to help others and obviously when you help others there's always a selfish part there if everyone I know in my life is super successful that makes me happier because now I know more successful people it's a little bit selfish, but um, it's a better way to go about, you know, our inherent um, way to just be selfish. You know, we're stuck in our own bodies and lives. But if I'm not rambling too much, I guess the, the point I'm trying to hit at is that, you know, people are putting themselves out there and billionaires and a lot of the people that I interview are incredibly nice people in person. Yeah. They're very talented with how they phrase things. And a lot of people don't meet them in person. and assume that they're bad people due that's to true the media twists them i mean you know news sources cnn other other news sources need to twist things to get more clicks to get more viewers to provide value to their shareholders which unfortunately sometimes can alter um, how accurate they're representing what they're reporting on but that's just part of the industry you yeah know? that's so true and people are kind of quick to assume and <laughs> unfortunately it's part of human nature i guess yeah i agree so you touched upon the branding element, and I know on your site you have um, it says hand brander. What does yeah. that mean? Can you kind of can you kind of touch upon that? I didn't quite catch it all. Yeah, absolutely. And and let me be honest with you, hand brander is a brand new service that we're offering. Oh, okay. Um, we we have just four beta testers that are testing it for for us right now. And um, you know, after about twelve months of monetizing through sponsorships and kind of looking at my funnel, um, I realized that sponsorships are really like a secondary stream of, of revenue. They're not the main bottom of the funnel. Yeah. Um, what's become very obvious to me is that the best way we can help people that watch these videos is build them an online brand and a foundation to their personal brand um, to help them network better. So oh, okay. Brander is a product that we, we say it automates your personal brand. Yeah. And I'm working on the pitch. So uh, any feedbacks, welcome before we start charging for this. <laughs> but, um, basically that in involves, we're, we're building you the, the foundation, which our personal website and weekly blog posts that are automatically being pushed to your network every single week. And then the real special sauce is our clients go out and host a interview with an expert in their industry. And then we also take care of the video editing and we take the best ones and promote them on the handshaking video series. Perfect. So this is, this is really a great product for folks who are ready to start networking better. Yeah. Experts in their industry and, um, and don't have the time to write blog posts every single week. It's, it's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, we fill out a very detailed questionnaire where we, we find out exactly what topic you'd be writing about if they had time. <laughs> and also what comments attached to those. So it's, it's truly a way to outsource your personal brand to help work better. And um, before I, the last thing I'd want to mention is there's probably one assumption all our clients have in common. And uh, I think it's something you and I would probably agree with too, Lindsay, is that online presence 
is just a tool to enhance in-person experiences like networking. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How does your personal brand affect or what's the correlation and relationship between that and networking? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it gives people clarity immediately. Yeah. When they look into you anywhere online, whether it's a social network, whether it's your personal blog, whether it's your about me on your, on your company's website or whether it is your company, you know, it's, it's important to separate your personal brand from your company, which is difficult. You see a lot of founders, their Twitter handle, the name of their business, which, which I mean, you know, you're going to want to keep those separate at the end of the day. But, but yeah, it's uh, it's really difficult to uh, to be consistent with blog posts. Um, figuring out how to edit videos is incredibly different, difficult. And interviewing experts is a lot easier than trying to ask an expert to copy. But they can serve the same purpose. Right. Which is start building a relationship, a real in-person relationship. So uh, that's that's what we're working on. You know, we're trying to make it a little bit more simple the way we talk about it. Um, if anyone's interested in it or has any ideas, I'd love if they could tweet me at, at handshaking. That's just handshaking without the G. And, <laughs> um, and yourself included, Lindsay. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. I'll dive in. Uh, yeah, I kind of touched upon it today when I was looking at it. But, um, but yeah, I did want to ask you how, how your personal brand kind of, how that ties into the whole networking thing. But, I mean, yeah, your, you know, your approach, what you look like to people, your consistency. Um, and same with clarity of message. If people don't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, then they're just going to walk away. Yeah, that's right. So I know you have, um, six networking strategies, um, in an ebook for people. So, I mean, you've given people great tips today, um, which I thank you for. So how can they get these extra tips, Matt? Yeah, so um, I'm happy to give away the ebook at handshaking.com slash free, um, which I trust will be um, in the in the text. Show notes, you bet. But great, and um, and yeah, if if you go there, you can grab the book for free. This is a it's a really short read, just some quick tips. You know, maybe just take a peek at one of the short chapters before heading to your next networking event, and and I do hope it helps. Just handshaking.com slash free. Perfect. Well, I know I'll be grabbing it <laughs> as I prepare. Oh, I have one last question before I go. Um, yeah. So if people are going to, you know, like I'm going to social media world, um, is there anything that people should do before they go to the event, like to prepare? Oh, yes. That's a good question. Um, I mean, asked it, earlier, but <laughs> it just came to me. No, that's a, that's a great question. And um, I think you could, you could do, as much work as you see fit. Uh, my favorite thing to do, to, you know, because you could Google Indies and all the speakers and have, look at all their LinkedIn's. Yeah. But, you know, what's, what's really something you can do quickly that's really going to provide some serious value? And for me, like, I've already looked at the, some of the speakers at, uh, at social media market, or I'm sorry, at uh, social media. And there's some speakers I adore there. Gary Vaynerchuk. I know. I think we're interviewing him in April. John Lee Dumas, obviously, yes. uh, he is a, he's a, a pioneer in the podcast, yeah. especially for us entrepreneurs. Um, Chris Brogan, Guy Kawasaki, those are great people. Michael Hyatt, I think, too, is going to be yeah. there. I'm, yeah, so, I'm stoked. Amy Porterfield. Um, I love her. I always need more female founders. Um, <laughs> so I, I appreciate what you're doing, Lindsay. Um, yeah, oh, Pat Flynn's going, too, if you didn't realize that. 
but yeah, just I, you know, my goal from a conference is to go and connect with the leaders of the conference, which are the keynote speakers and organizers to the conference. Go and meet them in person, get as much FaceTime as I can while I'm there, and um, and really from the top in terms of you know how you can work together and decisions. You know, if there's a good way to sponsor it, you know, you're going to get a better deal if you sponsor and have and your friends. With yeah, them. exactly. Um, it's just it's just hard to deny that networking with them with the top dogs is the best way to go about entrepreneurship. So that would be my goal with the conference. And I'd say, you know what, just take a look at the speakers and organizers mm -hmm. and see what you have in common. All you need to do is is um, connect on one thing that's a little bit personal. Alrighty. And it'll help build a professional relationship. But don't spend too much time on it. The most important thing is to get there and start shaking some hands. Yeah, sounds good. Now, is it cheesy to ask for pictures? <laughs> no, <laughs> like no. Living famous people? <laughs> no, I think pictures are great. They flatter the person. Yeah, that's um, true. Number one. And, and it's living proof that you met that person. Yeah. <laughs> my, my intern was just at South by Southwest and took a picture with Gary Vaynerchuk. And I gave him a big shout out on social. And he'll always have that picture to show that correlation of him with someone in his industry, he is pumped out, and other yeah. people know, and those pictures are valuable. <clears throat> in fact, I, I have a, do we have time for a quick story, Lindsay? For sure. Okay, cool. Um, before I started the video series, um, I, I found myself, I've always had a political interest, um, not as a career, but definitely, you know, as a hobby or uh, something outside of work. And I was working on Capitol Hill for a congressman, um, a New Mexico congressman. And I realized that by working there, I could walk around to all the members of Congress offices. And um, now you can't really walk in, even though you work there, there's still 10,000 people that work there and uh, just about 450 members of Congress, a little bit more. And but what I realized is as an intern, you, we'd get invites to a photo line sometimes. So we could go and take pictures with politicians. Yeah. Pictures with Paul Ryan and a handful of other politicians that you've heard of. And, but I didn't, and my, by the way, my friend started calling me handshake and homes because I always go for the handshake. That was way before. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the, the point that I'm trying to drive home is after I had those pictures and I came back to Colorado, I was doing freelancing. We were building websites for political candidates. Yeah. And a big five digit contract off the bat over Sweet. way more qualified um, online marketing firms because the campaign manager of this congressional campaign trusted me with my pictures online over the over the competition that was way more qualified to do the work. Interesting. And it was for a big contract. So absolutely, take pictures and um, and promote. Yeah, <laughs> tweet them out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's valuable. And okay. plus, that's one more way you can um, remind the other person that they did meet the person. Yeah, that's know, true. The picture at them, and, and if they glance at the picture, take up a bigger bigger space to their Twitter feed um, or it's uh, or it's going to give them an alert when you tag them. It's powerful. And, and if you really want to get crazy, you can even blog about what you learn from them. That's another really powerful. Ooh, that is a good idea. With, I'll uh, steal that. Yeah. I mean, people think of blogging like it's this thing that you do by yourself, but no way. Blogging is just a tool to network better. Yeah. You know, what I learned from so-and-so, um, you know, my questions before I fly out to interview so-and-so, you know, Barbara Corcoran in New York, um, you know, add, add in the comments, you think I should ask her something like that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah that's, that's all I got. Um, have fun. I, I wish I could be there. I know. I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, push through my 
personal shyness and fear and <laughs> just suck it up, I guess, as Guy Kawasaki says. <laughs> <laughs> suck it up. Um, awesome. Well, I could ask you a million more questions, but perfect. I so appreciate all your, your advice and your input. And I know, um, obviously I'll benefit from it, which is always great. Um, but so will my, uh, readers as well. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, it's been a blast. And I hope your listeners, um, keep kicking ass and, uh, suck it up when they need to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So that is it, people, for this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast. So you can go to lindsayphillips.com to listen. So that's L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. Um, so until next time, I wish you all a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.